call on the ancestors is an ancient human impulse. Throughout the great expanse of time that humanity has lived here on earth, human beings will have called on those who lived before us and who gave us life. And these callings, they reflect the range of human emotions. We call on the ancestors in gratitude, in despair, in hope and supplication, in remorse, in anger, for protection and support, for guidance and clarity when we are uncertain or afraid. And in that spirit, if, if you so wish, I invite you now to call on your ancestors and ask them to be with us now at this time on this day, this unique time when, when collectively humanity needs fresh answers as to how best we might live here together with one another on planet Earth, how best to, to live in harmony and respect for all living beings, how best to protect our planet Earth from the adverse effects of human presence here. And I welcome you. I welcome you to this Sunday morning gathering here with Kensington Unitarians, when we gather to honor our ancestors and to share our insights into matters of living and dying. I'm Sarah Tinker, I'm the recently retired minister with Kensington and uh, I'm delighted to be joined by congregation member and one spirit interfaith minister Sonia Lette in leading today's service. Uh, today we have more music than usual, there's time for your own thoughts, as well as our regular candles of joy and concern at the start of the service, we'll also later on hold an all souls ritual where we invite you to name 
a loved one if you would like to, someone who's died. You might have a candle that you'd like to light for them or perhaps share a photo or a memento with us. Or you might prefer to offer a brief insight into this thing called living and dying, this human condition we all experience. And there are chants that you can join in with and the words uh, of a hymn towards the end, but it's, it's also fine to rest back, turn off your camera if you'd rather. Joining in actively is always optional with us. But I'm going to start by lighting our chalice flame. This flame This flame, it connects us with Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities the world over. And I light it this day in gratitude, in gratitude to all those who have made it easier for us to speak about death with one another. And those who have reminded us that death is part of life. I'm grateful to the Unitarian Universalist minister, Forrest Church, who, um, who wrote powerfully about his own insights during a slow terminal illness. I particularly appreciate this quote, whether or not there is life after death, surely there is love after death. We're now going to uh, hand over to Sonia. And first of all, we're going to have a video of uh, Sonia leading us in a call and response chant this morning. And then she's going to tell us a bit about the work of threshold choirs around the world. Morning. So I'll be doing a call and return song that is from the Native American tradition, First Nations. And it's about releasing, letting go, whether that is into our next life, if you have that belief, or just de-stressing or letting go of something that uh, you're ready to move from. So the words are Earth Mother, Grandmother, will you set me free? Earth Mother, Grandmother, set my spirit free. I call on the medicine to open up my heart. Will you set me free? Set my spirit free. So we'll sing it maybe three times. And so when the drum is sounding on its own, that's when you sing in your rooms, in your Zoom rooms. Here we go.
traditional shamanic songs, we throw the breath up to the side, to the other side, and we're done. So uh, apologies for those who didn't hear all of that. And, and now I'm live, so hopefully you can hear me. I'm just gonna talk to you about my uh, experiences of being in a threshold choir, which is um, one of the things I joined to do bedside singing in 2014. And it spoke to my interest of honoring death and dying as a natural part of life. So just as music and lullabies soothe babies, it made sense that this care and attention would be beneficial to all of us at any age. Being sung to compassionately calms the spirit and connects us to that feeling that we're not alone and that we are being cared for. Compassionate singing can uplift and comfort us at any stage of our lives. And Threshold Choir in London offers the gift of song evenings for anyone who would like to receive some solace. Death, chronic illness, distress does not have to be an isolated, solitary, frightening experience. So the seed for the Threshold Choir was planted in June of 1990 when Kate Munger, the founder, who's based in California in the USA, sang, her, her, sang for her friend Larry, who died and was dying of HIV AIDS. She says, I did housework all morning and was terrified when the time came to sit by his bedside. I did what I always did when I was afraid, sang the song that gave me courage. I sang for two and a half hours. It comforted me. And most importantly, it comforted him profoundly. The value and positive responses from these interactions grew into a worldwide movement. And today there are over 200 choirs offering this service. We offer our singings as blessings, not as entertainment. And we're honored when a client starts to snore or falls asleep. Deep healing and rest occurs in these moments. The patients and their loved ones have told us that it brings beauty and harmony to their day. Some join with us and others relax more deeply. A calm and focused presence at the bedside with gentle voices and simple songs is a balm to the person in need, the family, the friends, and the caregivers alike. It has been referred to as a moment of audible kindness. When we are invited to a bedside, we visit in groups of two or four singers. The songs are not religiously orientated. We choose songs to respond to the client's musical taste, spiritual direction, if any, and current receptivity. 
Members of the choir compose songs specifically to communicate ease, comfort, and presence. A session typically lasts about 20 minutes, and if there appears to be benefit, we may sing a little bit longer. One of our members, Vera Maria, died last year, and singing to her regularly was a gift for all of us. She wanted to be witnessed at all stages of her life. Her dying process was no exception. She was full of gratitude and surrounded by people she loved till she passed. Her death was an inspiring example of what a conscious death could be like. And to finish, here are two quotes from some of our members. Singing with the Threshold Choir has changed my life. I am no longer fearful of death, talking about death, or of being with those who are dying. I found singing both at bedside and in the corridors of the Marie Curie Hospice an experience of community, connection, and sharing. The singing always felt like a kind of exchange or conversation with what it is to be human and what it is to come close to the end of a human life and the need to come together at these times. To me, it is essential to accompany one another across the threshold. Thank you. And to give you another taste of the kind of songs we sing, this next piece is sung by the Heart of London Threshold Choir. It's called In the Quiet of This Moment. And the video and photos are compiled by Natasha Ledwich, who is the first woman to start London, the London Choir in this country. Thank you. In the quiet of this moment, I am at peace, all is well. In the quiet of this moment, 
in the quiet of this moment, I am at peace, all is well. It's a powerful message that to remember, isn't it? When the internet throws uh, Zoom difficulties our way or when life, life is tough as it is for many people from time to time. So let's take that message in the quiet of this moment. I am at peace, all is well, into a time of prayer now. Let's find a position that works for us to take a breath. Much of this prayer is written by Simon John Barlow, who some people will remember, and his prayer is called We Remember. It was written for this time of year. Spirit of life, God of all love, in this season of remembrance, we remember in gratitude all those who came before us to prepare the paths which we now tread. We remember in love, our friends, our family and lovers who, though not with us today, still guide our footsteps. We remember in awe the miracles of daily life, which inspire us and raise our spirits we remember in joy the love divine and human which surrounds us always. We remember in peace the light within us all which brings the strength for growth. And we remember in acceptance our task of sharing that inner light with all around us, wherever we go. And in a few shared moments of quiet now, I invite you to speak your prayers for those you love who are no longer alive, or your prayers for those you know to be suffering at this time. And as the United Nations Conference on Climate Change starts here in the UK, up in Glasgow, I invite you to pray for wisdom and resolve for all involved, that they may collectively take a longer view and seek to save the world bequeathed by our ancestors, that we might in our turn pass the gift of life on to those who are yet to be born. May all beings dwell in the heart. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings be healed. May all beings be at peace. To that aspiration, let us say, if we so wish, Amen. So may it be.
So um, a few thoughts now about this, uh, this matter of living and dying. I think if there's um, a single message from today's service, um, it's that it's helpful and it's healthy for us to talk about death. The one certainty of all our lives, and yet in our society, it's so often, isn't it, a, a private matter um, spoken of with caution, if at all. Now, days gone by before the importance of clean water was understood, before adequate sewage removal methods, before antibiotics. Death was ever present, but not now, not even in these times of pandemic for most of us. Over the years, we Kensington Unitarians have organised various activities to counterbalance this lack of opportunity to speak about death. We've hosted a death cafe, which is, um, I know some of you know death cafes well, they're an international movement, it started back in, uh, in London in 1911-2011 by John Underwood. And uh, since then, death cafes have been run, I think, in over country, 80 countries around the world. Um, and their objective is to increase awareness of death with a view to helping people make the most of their finite lives. So a death cafe is a group conversation, um, a discussion about death. It's got no agenda, no objectives, no themes. And it's a discussion group rather than uh, a grief support or counselling session. So death cafes are always offered on a no profit basis in an accessible and respectful and confidential space and with no intention of leading people to any conclusion, product or course of action. And they always offer refreshing drinks and a, a slice of cake. Over the years, we Kensington Unitarians have also encouraged one another to complete documentation that it's sensible for all of us to have. Our wills, our, our power of attorney forms, our advanced directives about our wishes concerning our medical and social care towards the end of our lives and information about our funeral wishes. And Unitarians nationally are still the only religious organisation here in the UK to have voted to support um, the Dignity in Dying campaign to allow people who are terminally ill the right to end their own lives with medical assistance. You might have noticed the press coverage over the last week or two as the House of Lords debate uh, Baroness Meacher's bill on this crucial issue. It passed its second reading on Friday which is a really great step forward. This is something that I personally feel passionately about, having heard from people planning to travel to the Dignitas Clinic in Switzerland to end their lives, when they would much rather have waited a while longer and done this in their own homes here in Britain at a later time. And it is perhaps worth remembering here that just because our national organisation votes in favour of a particular issue, such as assisted dying, it doesn't mean that all Unitarians individually have to agree with this. We really do have the freedom to make up our own minds about faith and about life. But I am grateful to be part of a religious community that encourages us to communicate about death in a real way. 
It was in a Unitarian setting that I first heard a Sufi teacher speak of death as a constant friend and companion. And someone read to us that day from Ram Dass's writings when he describes death as uh, the comfort and relief of taking off a too tight shoe. So I'm grateful to all the people over the years who've shared with us their feelings at the death of a loved one. Breathing, it's a complex, it's a multi-layered human experience, isn't it? Sometimes it has to be experienced alone, but oh, the relief that can come when we share our sense of loss with others who can simply listen and be with us. So let's continue to be a community that communicates openly about death. And let's help one another to honour those who have died and let's assist one another in coming to terms with our own mortality. And then let's help one another truly live these precious lives. We're going to be moving now into the uh, meditative time of our service where there'll be two minutes of silence followed by a, a lovely cello duet played by Abby Lerimier and Jessica Hu. They're playing Tchaikovsky's Chanson Triste. I think it's a beautiful example of how we humans use music to express emotion. We might choose in this time to honour our own feelings of sadness at the loss of loved ones or perhaps explore other emotions our gratitude perhaps for those who we love still, those we love after death. So let's get ourselves comfortable now and uh, enter the stillness together.
So uh, we've come to the time in our service to mark All Souls Day, which actually falls on Tuesday, the 2nd of November. We're marking it with a simple ritual. Um, we've done this for a number of years now to honor the memories who we have lost, um, those we have loved. So this morning, let's, let's remember the lives of those who have mattered to us, those who have shaped our lives by their love for us. Let's give thanks for those whose presence is always with us and honor their memory with a ceremony of remembrance. So we suggested ahead of time that you might bring a photo or a memento of a loved one you wish to remember today, perhaps also light a candle in their memory. Uh, if you have one with you or light a virtual candle, and if you've come prepared, that's great. But if you haven't, do feel free still to join in. And, uh, and if you don't want to join in, that's absolutely fine. Everything's voluntary. Um, as an alternative, um, I invite you to give a brief insight, just a sentence or so, an insight of yours about living and dying, to express some thought that it might be helpful for the rest of us to hear this morning. So um, we plan to keep this section of the service in our video, uh, but let us know straight after the service if you'd rather have your little piece taken out, we can do that quite easily. Um, let me just say um, a little bit about how this is going to work, given that we're on Zoom. So if you want to share, uh, just wave um, and uh, one of us will find you and we'll call on you by name then you can unmute yourself. Just wait a second or so for us to spotlight you so that everybody will be able to see you and um, anything that you're holding up and hear the name you speak. And please just speak their name, say how you were connected in a word or two. Um, sadly, we won't have time to hear more of your shared story this morning. Um, so please hold up your picture or a memento if you have them for a few seconds for us to see, then light your candle if you have one. Um, and then one, when one person's finished, just wait a little while for the next person to speak. Hope all that makes sense. And uh, it's okay to take it slowly because uh, that's a really lovely way to, I think, show, show our reverence. And we'll keep going until everybody who's participated has done so. So, so if you wouldn't mind, I'll, I'll begin. Um, I'm hoping you can hear, uh, can see here my lovely older sister, Penel, and our dog, Tuffles. Neither of them with us now. I'd, I hold up this candle. Uh, Penel was my older sister and yeah, she was cheeky and funny, and uh, she was a great older sister to me. Thank you. Um, right. Um, thank you. I've lit a candle for my little grandchild, Arthur, who was with us for eight days, um, just until his parents were brave enough to release his little spirit, but he made such a huge impact on all our lives. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel.
I've come unprepared for this, but I always have a candle. Um, and uh, this is to remember Patricia Walker Hessen, um, a splendid Unitarian, I would say, and a great support to me. We had a very good friendship together. Thank you, Juliet. There's a picture there of my grandfather on my mother's side, who was my favorite ancestor that I actually knew. Um, he traveled the world as a marine engineer. And uh, when I was a small child, I used to love walking with him and hearing all his stories about the world and the different places he visited. And he was very funny and very amusing. And that's, that's the one I remember the most. Thank you, Chris. I'd like to remember an old friend of mine called Chris. I don't know if you can see his picture on here. Um, yeah. And um, we met when we were 13 years old bird watching and we stayed friends throughout our life, but we did, didn't perhaps in later years, not quite so close, but unfortunately he died of dementia a couple of months ago. So uh, very sad. So remembering Chris, thank you. Thank you, David. And I know, Michaela, you've been waving for a while. Yes, we can see you, Michaela, and we can hear you, I okay. think. I've brought my teddy bear again. He insisted on another show showing on the Zoom screen. He is my one real memento, tangible memento of my actual father, whom I never knew. But kind of finding him in my living room and bringing him to the screen, I thought of my mother and how her dying process, quite slow over months, brought us so close and healed absolutely all the wounds that were still there from younger years. And it was, it was a life transforming experience for me. And I think it was for her an experience of peace and coming home before she left this earth. So it's never too late. That's really what I'm saying. Never too late. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Michaela. I'd like to give thanks with this candle to all of my ancestors, all who've come before me. And I've got some pictures and photos lined up, which I won't all show you, but I'll show you one photo of a friend who suddenly died this week and it came as quite a shock. And I'm surprised how it's touching me because she was a friend of an extended circle of my sister as well in London. And I'll show you a photo here. Can you see this? This is Claudia. She was an actress and a playwright, and she was a larger than life person, very uninhibited, very free, very liberating and funny to be around. And um, it just reminds me how, when I look at a photo my sister sent me the week before where they spent a farewell gathering for something else together, 
out of that photo pop one person gone, you know, pop another person gone. And it can happen so quickly. We just don't know and how precious life is and to really enjoy every moment because all we've got is really now. So love you all. And thank you for this wonderful interface group. Thank you. Thank you, Ulrika. So uh, this is um, it's a picture of my older brother, James. And I just uh, saw his photo and I wanted to acknowledge him. I haven't, um, yeah, he's in my heart, as is my mother, Patience. Thank you, John. Um, yeah, my mum, I don't have a photo, but my mum died in um, May and I sort of, it was a bit, I mean, she was elderly, but it was a bit unexpected. And um, this, this last week I took the week off work. Monday would have been her birthday. And um, on Friday, we buried her ashes in my dad's family grave, which is where she wanted them to go. So I just had a sort of week of, you know, to pause and reflect. That's how I phrased it in my head, just to kind of let myself grieve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. And I think, I think maybe in the interests of time now, um, we will move on. Um, I have some, some, words to close our ceremony of remembrance and I hope if, if you've not had a chance to speak that this will in some way speak for you. Words by the Unitarian Universalist Minister Christine Robinson. Spirit of life whom we know best in our own loving and being loved, hold us as we remember those we have loved and those who have loved us. Help us to know that we are not alone in our grieving and loss. And help us also to come to that peaceful place in which we can take what we learned from those who have gone before us into our own lives. Remind us that we too are mortal and that the enduring legacy we leave is the love that shines through our lives. Amen. And I'm going to move uh, straight on now to our announcements. We, we were going to sing a hymn, but it's been so special to hear all, all that you have said uh, today. Thank you for your sharing. So our announcements are, are of course to thank Janine Powell and Hannah King for hosting. It is the most difficult job, I would say that. Uh, thanking John Davis for making the videos and to Abby Larumier and Jessica Hu for lovely cello music and to Sonia, thank you, thank you, and to the Heart of London Threshold Choir for soothing us so sweetly with your song. Uh, don't forget we'll be stick around a little while after the service to chat together if you'd like, and if that's not your thing we'll do get in touch by email. Um, We'll be back next week here on Zoom at 10 a.m. with Jane Blackall leading the service. Do feel free to share the link with your friends. And as ever, there are opportunities to be in touch during the week. There's our Tuesday morning coffee at 10.30. Top-notch conversation guaranteed. Newcomers always welcome. 
and Heart and Soul, our contemplative spiritual gathering. That's on Letting Go tonight with Laura, Friday with Jane, both at 7 p.m. Um, that's an open gathering in that newcomers are always welcome, but you do need to book a place. So get in touch if you'd like to have the connection for that. Um, thank you to the, uh, the whole of the congregation for keeping in touch with one another, dropping people a line, meeting up for a walk and a chat. And if um, the natural world, if the natural world is um, a source of your spiritual connection, well, do think about joining the West London Green Spirit Group that's meeting tomorrow at 7 p.m. for a Samhain celebration, um, connecting with the stars, with the fallen leaves of this time of year and honouring those who've inspired us in life. Email or text me if you'd like to attend. So we've got our closing words now and music. It's another lovely cello duet from Abby and Jessica. So I invite you to select gallery view at this moment if you can, so that we can all see each other in community. So. I've extinguished our chalice flame in gratitude for all the ancestors who have brought us individually and collectively to this time and place in life. They leave the precious gifts of life and love in our hands. May each of us do what we can with the resources we have to protect life here on earth, to honor our planet earth home and to treat one another and all of creation as the awe-inspiring miracles we truly are. May we take nothing for granted, but rather be people who notice small details, a sweet smile, the dance of a falling leaf, the caress of a breeze upon our cheeks. Thank you. Thank you all for the unique offerings you each bring to this life. Amen. Go well and blessed be.